Hi to my friends and welcome to episode 6 of the Titus series here on the Daily Run on the Run of the Mills podcast. My name is Mike Mills, hence the name of the podcast. And we are looking at the book of Titus. And as we've been talking about the last few episodes, this first four verses are this big, long sentence. And so uh, just for context sake, we are in the introduction. So Paul is, this is like the salutation of the letter. So he says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. And at the proper time manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God our Savior, to Titus, my true child in common faith, grace and peace, um, from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. So uh, we're on verse 3, and so he was talking about the hope of eternal life. Um, you know, he's, he is, um, he's come to share this knowledge um, of the truth, which accords with godliness, uh, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. So anyway, this is what he's telling them that he has been called and sent to do, is to share this message. And and he says, at the proper time, or rather, and at the proper time, manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God, our Savior. That's the um, the ESV. Um, the N, the uh, New King James Version says, but has in due time manifested his word through preaching, which was committed to me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. So Paul's pointing out here uh, that he's, this is, you know, his calling. This is what God has called him to do, is to, uh, to preach the word, to preach this message at this time. Now, at the beginning of it, he says, uh, he says, but has in due time manifested his word. Um, and in the, the ESV says, and at the proper time manifested his word. And so God has made a promise, right, from the previous verse says, promise before the ages began. So God had a plan and a promise from the beginning, right? When um, when he speaks to Adam and Eve following the curse, he talks about, about his plan of salvation. So this is interesting because what he's talking about here is his timing. His timing. And... This is maybe, for me, one of the most challenging things about uh, following the Lord is his timing. His timing doesn't seem to always make sense. You know, you, we, we have all these ideas how we think things should work out. And, I'm, and I often take myself back to, um, to a verse we will get to in a little bit. Um, not today, but we're, you know, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we hope for, ask, or imagine. And so I, I love that verse that God is able to do more than I think. Because when I get in that spot where I'm starting to quite, like go, God, why, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? Oh, God, I have this idea. And I have my ideas of this good timing. Like, oh, this would be good. This would be good. And the truth of the matter is that God knows what's best. God's timing is always best. God's way is always the right way. It's been said, you know, that uh, if you were God, if you had God's wisdom and you had God's, um, all of God's nature, 
you wouldn't do things differently than him. You wouldn't do things differently than him. Even though in your earthly wisdom, in your earthly understanding, you would do things very different. God's way is best. And this is the thing that is, I think it's imperative that we understand that God's timing, that God's way is always the best way. And we might not necessarily be drawn to it. We might not like it, but God's way is always the best way. And there's a certain aspect of my walk with the Lord where I need to submit to that. I was watching this um, preacher on YouTube the other day that uh, somebody had mentioned, so I was watching, and he was talking about um, his view on a lot of social issues. And he was he was talking about how there are these big social issues, things you know, things of gender and sexuality and all kinds of other stuff that he was pointing out that are a, a big thing in our culture right now. And he was talking about how the Bible speaks about these things in a way that is um, contrary to culture. And he was going kind of on this big thing about, you know, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And, you know, and if it was up to me, it would be different. We do it a different way. We do a different way if it was up to me. But it's not up to me. It's up to the Lord. And so I don't understand his way. So I just have to cling to his word. And I thought, wow, that was a really horrible way of saying that. Um, and of course, people were cheering and loving it because what he was what he was saying was, oh, culture, oh, culture, I love you, culture. Oh, culture, I accept you. Cult oh, culture, if it was up to me, if it was up to me, culture, um, it would, I would embrace this. You know, I don't even understand why we don't embrace it. I just, I, if it was up to me, but God, I, you know, God said otherwise. So, yeah, so we got to go with what God says. And I thought, how cowardly, you know, and how sad if you're, if you're a preacher, you know, if you're a preacher of God's word and yet you're under, your, your grasp of God's word is, yeah, this is what God says. I don't really like it. I would rather it be different. Rather than saying, this is what God says, and God's way is always right, and always good, and always true. And so, for me to say otherwise is just foolishness. For me to say, oh, I wish it was a different way, sorry, you know what? That's wishing against the will of God and against God's good and perfect you know, plans. No, sorry, I'm not going to do that. I had a friend who was a pastor for years and used to talk a lot about... Um, like male and female relationships, um, dating relationships and stuff and, and human sexuality. And, and he would talk about how, you know, if it was up to him, he would not have had this whole, um, monogamy thing. You know, he's like, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have monogamy. I'd, I'd want to have you know sex with as many women as I could. And I always thought again, like, This is this is contrary to what God has said. And so even though you say, oh, I think this, I, I would like to do this. No, what you ought to be saying is God's way is best. And so, you know what? If it was up to me, I would do it God's way because God's way is best. Now, I think I understand what he was saying. And I think what he was saying was that there's a part of me, right? What um, the book of Romans might call the old man. Or um, when we were reading in, in Colossians, talking about the you know the, the the old flesh, the old sinful nature, 
you know, there's that old part of me that desires sin, that desires wickedness, that desires that which I'm told not to. And I think that that's what he was saying was that there's there's this internal like desire to please myself at the expense of others. And so, you know, I think I think that's what my friend was saying was that, that if it was up to me, that that part of me. My sinful, if it was up to my sinful nature, I would do it totally differently. But the fact of the matter is that as a Christian, we ought to say like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't give heed to my sinful nature. I, I reckon it dead and, you know, I reckon it, you know, myself dead indeed to sin. It's Romans chapter six says, I don't want that stuff anymore. That's garbage. I recognize that, yeah, I might have a desire for it. There might be this internal hunger for some of that, for some of those things, but I know it's not good. I know it's damaging. I know it's harmful. And I always wonder, like, what does his wife think when he says stuff like that? When he preaches stuff like that? You know, what does his, what does his wife think? Does his wife think, oh, great. You're, you're, only, you're only faithful to me because God said so. And, you, you know, that's it. That's the only reason. And maybe, maybe they've talked about it. I don't know. But for me, like, that's a heartbreaking, that's a heartbreaking thought. So why am I talking about all this? Well, again, we're talking about God's timing and God's timing is right. And this is what Paul is saying. It's that in due time, God's, God has sent him with this message to preach this message that has been entrusted to him. It's a message that is not new. It's from the foundation of the world, from before the foundation of the world, God's, God's uh, plan of salvation. And he's just saying, it's, this is the time. This is the time. And, this was something that was, um, as he says, um, God had promised before the ages began um, and at the proper time manifested in the, his word through the preaching, which I have been entrusted by the command of God, our Savior. So he's saying, I've been, this is, this is the message I've been entrusted to share. This is the time. And so in your own life, when the timing doesn't seem to be the right time, when you, when you're praying, you're like, God, you're, why don't you do it now? God's timing is perfect. I remember praying for a wife that I would, God would send me a wife when I was 19 years old. The problem is that uh, if he would have sent me a wife right then, it wouldn't be the wife that I have now. And, um, and if it was the wife I have now, that would be a problem because when I was 19, she was uh, 10 years old. So anyway, that would have been a, a major problem. So, um, God's timing is perfect. God's timing is perfect. And I've seen this happen time and time again, uh, where God's providential uh, plan, you know, false pieces fall into place perfectly. And you go, oh, look, there's God's hand in it. Because God's never late. He's always on time. God's time is always best. If you ask for God, God something for something now and, and it doesn't come now, that's okay. Because now is not the right time. Anyway, uh, we'll talk more about... Uh, the next part of the salutation, the, the, uh, the who, the who it's to. That's, uh, that's next. God bless you. Talk to you next time.